0: I can't tell if Raj can hear us right now or not.
1: I don't know. I can. There we go. What's up, big fella? What's up, banger?
2: Are you guys done your baby talk? Uh, Your baby therapy? Dad therapy?
0: Yo, Raj, how many kids do you want?
1: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Hoops Corner. I am your host, Peter Tran, on the line, back from his cruise, back from his vacation, dark as dark as can be. I'm kidding. But looking cozy. Cozy as can be. Josh Cohen, how you doing? I'm in the same position as uh, Masayu Jury was during the
0: trade deadline. He's lying down <laughs> on his couch, not doing much. Just chilling.
1: But you going to do a presser in half an hour?
0: Mm, no, definitely not. That's too much
1: effort. <laughs> it's just- can't be bothered, eh? No. no. What's sure. there to talk about when you don't do anything?
0: I don't even know why he did it in the first place. The like, thing. What's the point? Nothing happened.
1: I'm I, i I'm honestly just going to ask someone for the closed notes because I ain't listening to that. The bang in the pain, our residential medical expert, Rajan Wadia, how you feeling?
2: I'm just recovering from the last, what, 24 hours? <laughs> just crazy action. Uh, I wish I was on a cruise, but you know what? Disney's not up. Uh, <laughs> Disney's not
1: my fate yet. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Someday it'll. <laughs> Hopefully, Someday. never. Yeah. Just wait <laughs> with your full, with your full sedan. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's nine thirty at night, Thursday night. We're recording after the trade deadline, and I mean, I'm guessing we should talk about the biggest trades first, right? So, like, Josh Hart going to New York in exchange for Cam Reddish. Let's go. That's kind of big news. Let's go first. Yeah.
2: Big trade of the the
1: day, eh? Yo, Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson reunited. I love it. Did you guys see that video of Jalen Brunson, like, reacting to that? That was cool as shit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was. (laughs) Okay, um, maybe we should start from a few days ago. Kyrie Irving requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, essentially just destroying a fourth seed team who we all thought could be, like, somewhat contenders for the title. He he and Markeith Morris got moved to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie. Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, 20 to 29 first-round pick and a couple of seconds, blah, blah, blah. Who cares about draft picks right now? Basically, Kyrie Irving going to Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, right, Josh? Conspiracy theories also bigger in Texas. Oh, yeah. No doubt.
2: Egos. Egos. <sighs> Lots of those. Egos. Um, yeah, I mean, Just it's, uh,
0: it's a big bet, obviously. We got the reports out right before the trade happened that Dallas is trying to trade Dorian Finney-Smith in exchange for draft capital in order for that to lead to uh, getting like a superstar type player. And instead, they ended up trading him with Spencer Dinwiddie for Kyrie Irving. And this is obviously a massive risk for all the reasons that have been laid out, you know, in the media in the last few days, obviously. Um, the fit, I think, is going to be fine. I think, you know, Kyrie's obviously already played around LeBron and Luka's basically... You know he's not LeBron in terms of the athleticism, obviously, but he plays the same sort of game as LeBron. And uh, I think that you know Kyrie being off the ball is off the ball more often. I think is his best role. Um, he's super efficient in that role. He can obviously be the secondary ball handler, and then when you know Luca's out of the game, he can take over. Um, so the fit is good. It's just all the other stuff around it. If this doesn't work out, obviously they're going to have cap space in the off season but they've already given away so many pieces. They're very thin, right? So it's a big risk, big reward type of situation, and uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Raj, how do you feel about the best team in Dallas? Or fuck, the best team in Texas. (laughs) God damn it, how did I mess that up again?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I don't don't know uh, if Kyrie's going to... Again, he's going to make them... uh, an NBA title contender, but I I do think he makes them a a more legitimate threat in the West. Uh, And again, I I kind of agree with Josh. Like uh, it's a risk. You have Kyrie Irving um, and obviously probably has a big ego. Maybe not everything's up there, Um, but uh, he's, he's paired up with Mark Cuban and if they have some success, if they show some promise, then you got another star that, I think they've always been looking for. I think once Luca really established himself as an elite point guard, one of the best in the league, it was always, when is he going to get a star? And obviously on the court, Kyrie Irving is an amazing talent, and an efficient scorer. Um, and I, I think ultimately you take this gamble. If it doesn't work out, if you don't re-sign him, if Kyrie implodes, if, if something happens, well you're on the search for another star and you have more cap space this way. And yeah, you lost two first uh, two second round picks and one first, but again, I I think in the bigger scheme of things, you still have Luca and you're going to build around him and Hey, why not take a gamble on Kyrie, but let's just hope he plays.
0: Yeah. The biggest problem with this trade is their success. This season might actually lead to them being in a worse situation because if he succeeds this year, and they do pretty well in the playoffs if they get to the second or third round. I don't think they're going to make it the finals, obviously, because they're a few pieces away from that. But if he does really well and he actually plays, he's going to be asking for four years. And then you might just have to give it to him at that point. And then, you know, the wheels fall off the wagon,
1: as we've seen in those last few stops. The wheels go round and round until they just fall straight off the axis. They just they... go off a cliff.
0: And then they spontaneously combust while they're going off the cliff.
1: Texas got a lot of cliffs.
2: It's it's pretty flat,
0: (laughs) and there's a lot of ways that this can go wrong. So
1: it's perfect. Just just like the Earth, Raj. Yeah. How do you stand up when the Earth is round? How does that make sense? It doesn't. It's a two D. It's it's a piece
2: of paper. There's just no backside. You know, it fills up (laughs) to (laughs) Kyrie. Oh man.
1: Uh, I can't wait to see this Dallas experiment implode. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Even if they have, like, moderate playoff success, which I don't think they will. I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say that they're not going to do very well in the playoffs. First round and out. Yeah, this,
2: this, this reminds me a lot of the OKC team with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Like, obviously, Luka is a, a far superior player than both of them, but it was like a team like, oh, man, they maybe can do damage. Oh man, can play together, and then you realize that one of the stars, obviously Kyrie in this case, is just a bit inconsistent, has his own issues, mostly off the court. Um, and they don't really have that much talent outside of their big two. Like, obviously, you have some pieces, but not the likes of the rest of the West, again, who. I pretty much are all engaged in an arms race today and uh, I know we're going to end up talking about like 90% of the this podcast is going to be about the West
1: yeah let's just move on then um, I mean his former running mate in Brooklyn Kevin Durant also <laughs> requested for a trade this past summer just chilling all year putting up MVP like numbers when he was healthy and uh, basically as soon as Kyrie was out KD said peace out to Brooklyn Took TJ Warren straight back to Phoenix with him. In exchange for I mean, this is a load of stuff, dude. We're looking at Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder's contract, because obviously Jay Crowder don't play unless he wants to play. Four first round picks. Four first round picks. And a 2028 first round pick swap.
2: Yep. Let's just let's just add this in. Not even Jay Crowder, it's it's Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, four first round picks a pick swap, and five second-round picks. Because that's what Crowder got flipped for.
1: True. Yeah, I mean, the second-round picks, like, who cares? But like, <laughs>
2: but still. <laughs>
1: damn. <laughs> what? It's true. Man. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, given what Rudy was traded for last summer, it only made sense that Kevin Durant would get a lot more. But, you know, Phoenix lost a lot of depth losing Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. I mean, you sort of have to do this trade if you're in that position to get Kevin Durant like, what, a top three scorer of all time? Like, talent-wise, obviously. Uh, Top five player in the league right now? Top three player in the league right now, still? How do you... I mean, what the hell do you do against this team defensively? Three mid-range Maestro's, KD and Booker, obviously, and Chris Paul, for that matter, all shoot the three pretty consistently well as, as, as well. And Think about that spread pick and roll that Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton can play with Booker and Durant on the wings. Who cares if Tory Craig can't catch a ball? They're not going to need him to catch a ball.
2: As long as he like, can steal. My God, it. the
1: offensive power. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the Suns fans
0: really went through like a roller coaster of emotions over the last twenty four hours. Right when uh, Matt Ishbia, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. Um, bought the team. There was obviously that report out that said that he was going to give um, Isaiah Thomas a prominent role in his <laughs> as a general manager, I think, or in his front office. And yo, Isaiah's got to be spreading his own rumors, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you go from like this massive scandal Ooh. where there's like a bunch of sexual harassment lawsuits, and you bring in Isaiah Thomas. Who settled an eleven million dollar lawsuit with the New York Knicks or I think it was. Um, so that's not a great way to start off, you know, your ownership. And then right afterwards, once that got out and got onto Twitter, um, he retract or his team retracted, you know, the whole report. Obviously, just saying that uh, it was never a thing. They're just friends. That's always nice. I'm sure Isaiah Thomas was not very happy about that. But then <laughs> we're just friends. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he just came in and on day one he's like you know what, there's a report out that they were going for John Collins today. And then he's just like, Mm -hmm. no, why the fuck are we going after John Collins when Kevin Durant is out there? And then a couple hours later, they get Kevin Durant. Boom. So, honestly, I like the trade for both teams. Um, You know, Brooklyn has, like, their team trade asset in the offseason, right? Like, they're basically back to where they were pre-getting, you know, these three stars with Harden, Irving, and KD. They have a lot of wings that everybody wants. And for some reason, they didn't make any trades beyond that point today, which is odd to me because they just have a lot of dudes right now.
1: And Just hold it, man. <sighs> don't be in a rush. I guess, but, you know. Like, what's the point of rushing it? They're not going to win anything this year. Yeah, no, I think. You... Wait until the summer and just see how these guys work with each other. They also want to raise their what... values too, right?
2: Yeah, but I think what they may end up, they end up doing is they're going to end up putting probably selling a few of their guys in the offseason or trading them but I also think they're going to try to package maybe one of those guys a pick and Ben Simmons to dump his contract yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: but can you can you make a trade with the team in China
2: <laughs> for Ben Simmons yeah. sake maybe you send him back to Australia
1: you yeah. <laughs> can follow Westbrook to
0: China <laughs> So, you know, on the Sun side of things, obviously you have to make this trade because this is the only way, this is the only possible way that they could put themselves in a contention this year. And the fact that, you know, they almost did this before the season started and traded Aiden with Bridges, uh, I think that was a reported deal um, and Cam Johnson wasn't a part of it. Or maybe he was and there was less picks involved. But either way, they went with a nuclear option. And who cares about depth? Honestly, the playoffs, it does not matter. It's about the main guys being healthy. And their top four is basically better than any other team's top four in the NBA. They're the favorites out west now. Can they beat Boston, Milwaukee in the finals? If they make it there, we'll see. But I think they're the clear favorites in the west.
1: Yeah. But they're like, if an injury happens to any of their guys, you're basically back at square one. As
0: long as it's not Kevin Durant. If Booker gets
1: hurt, if KD gets hurt, if it's
0: not Kevin Durant, even if Booker gets hurt.
2: Yeah no yeah I think Kevin Durant no. injury is the one that hurts them the most. I think obviously they're still, I think they're the favorites in the West too. But one injury puts them pretty much it's anyone's game. That's what I would say.
1: I don't, I don't think they're a favorite. I think they're in the same tier as Denver and Memphis now.
2: Oh, Memphis is a tier below. Yo,
1: they, these guys haven't played together yet. You guys are just like crowning them as a favorite, so they haven't even touched the floor together.
2: Yeah, but just the way they would be able to play would be in matchup nightmare. Obviously they can't defend to the same degree as some of the other teams. And obviously the Nuggets are probably still going to end up winning the West. Uh, but when you have, like Josh mentioned, the spacing with Booker, Durant, you have Paul kind of running the offense, getting Aiden, hopefully good looks. And then you have a guy in Torrey Craig who um, probably again, won't be that involved in the offense, but that's perfect for his role. Like he doesn't need the ball to be effective. And uh, I think they just have, again, good players, experienced, uh, and and they do have some depth. Obviously, not the same degree as other teams, but it's not like they have no one.
1: No, they have no depth. Well, they picked up. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you Landry Shamet and Darius Bazley as depth. Hey, Damian Lee has actually been pretty good this year. Just saying. Okay, fine. I'll give you Damian Lee and Bismack Biombo. Are you are you happy with that? <laughs> hey, are you happy with that? Death? Tj Warren the bio too.
0: market too. I like Tj Warren. Like you know, Raj is saying. Like you know, he's back from injury mm.
1: now. So you guys are saying to me that I'm gonna rely on Tj Warren, Damian Lee, Bismack Biombo as as a bench unit on this team, right? Maybe Reggie Jackson. There's a rumor coming out tonight that, but yeah, I think Chris Haynes that Reggie Jackson is gonna get bought out. As to be expected. Uh, And then he might be heading to Phoenix. I mean, he would be a major upgrade compared (coughs) to Cameron Payne. I think we all agree on that. Reggie Jackson would be uh, far superior. Having been traded to the Charlotte Hornets today for Mason Plumlee. A trade that I do not think we'll be focusing on very much. (laughs) But that happened.
2: Yeah, lost in this trade again. Uh, Is Kevin Durant actually played with four point guards that will likely be in the Hall of Fame, and he's actually not ever played with a, a Hall of Fame point card, which is kind of crazy to believe.
0: What? No, what?
2: Yeah, he's played what? with Westbrook. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so he not went to staff. Who's
0: already
1: in the Hall
2: of Fame? You mean? No, like who's going to be Hall Hall of Famer?
1: Yeah, you just said he's played with three potential Hall of Fame point cards, but not a Hall of Fame point card.
2: I meant whatever. Fuck, I'm tired. (laughs) But
1: yeah. um... (laughs) Straight deadlines gotten to him, Yeah, yeah, exactly. He needs a weird drink to rehydrate.
2: Yeah, I need my uh, electrolytes, yes. But... (laughs) Bio-steel. Exactly, peach mango. (laughs) But um, yeah, he's played with four Hall of Fame point cards, and... He's obviously won with staff when they had a far superior team. But usually when you have his talent as a scorer and he plays the forward position and you have a, a guard who's a Hall of Fame level player, uh, you're expected to get results. And if Kevin Durant, if they don't make it in the next two years to the finals, obviously in the finals if they lose, I think you kind of have to look at this as Kevin Durant isn't that guy. Like he's a... Obviously, going to be a Hall of Fame elite scorer, but he isn't that top end. He won't be a top ten player in the NBA. It, like, like not in the no, no, ever, ever in the conversation.
0: Yeah, uh, we're getting into the hot take portion of the podcast now, aren't we?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man, we're not doing that. He's already said that he doesn't want to be like. Not to say that he's not that guy, but he doesn't want to be that that leader, that rah rah guy. He doesn't. Right? He
2: doesn't need to be, but like he's just a hooper.
1: He is. A, he just wants to go out there and ball.
2: But if he's played with four Hall of Fame point guards, and obviously with Steph, he's he's won his championships. Mm-hmm. Would you consider him a top ten player of all time if he goes and has two more years with the Suns? They don't make the finals. No. Yeah, but if he does. And no. and they make it and they win another one or two, then I think you have to. He's entering the conversation, for sure.
1: Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. If you want to just count out your ten, sure. But like, yeah. I mean, if he wins two more championships, so four. So yeah, be yeah. <laughs> pretty damn good yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think the big two biggest things with this trade are
0: the Suns don't have to rely on Chris Paul to score in the playoffs now. Chris Paul is in his ideal role now as a 38-year-old point guard. And the fact that he's still this good is very rare for a 38-year-old point guard. So he's going to be in a role where he's going to be low usage and he can run pick and rolls when he needs to. Um, But ultimately, he's just going to be there to get the guys the ball in the spots that they need to get. And they're going to get easy shots because he just knows how to run an offense. you know. And he's going to make their lives easier, first of all. And the second thing is now they have a guy who can be the best player in any series. And that's obviously massive for the playoffs, especially when you're going to go against potentially either Giannis or Tatum in the finals if they do make it there. Jokic, obviously, in one of these rounds. Luka. And, I mean, hopefully we get that matchup in the first round because that'll just be pure chaos. And one of those teams is going to be very angry at the end of the series. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like having Kevin Durant on your team means that you're you might or potentially do have the best player in every single series, and that's just massive.
1: Um, I just want to point out that John Stockton played till he was 41. The The original point god.
0: He did, but he much. was around this type of level when he was 38, and he had, I think, Howard Eisley or somebody splitting minutes with him. He was playing 24 minutes a game.
1: so
2: <laughs> Still averaging like 10 assists a game, though. Yeah,
1: probably. I mean, Chris uh, Paul is too, though. Yeah, he was averaging uh, 8.7 assists on 30 minutes a game. Thank you very oh, much. Oh wow, Josh. Not bad. Not bad. Decent. And you know, there's a little player named LeBron James who uh, arguably is a better point guard than Chris Paul. Just saying. At 38 years old, well, th- scoring come on, champion. Come on. LeBron Fourth is in a assist all-time
0: terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even talking about a human being here, like he's like Jokic, like Jokic is going to be like
1: 45 and still playing and
2: averaging a triple double. No, I don't think Jokic plays that yeah, long because he doesn't play. care.
1: Yeah, he's, he's gonna leave the league and nobody's gonna know. He's gonna be like Duncan, then. Just one day he's like, I'm out. Yeah, and then he's gonna go to Serbia, said, so.
2: own his horse farm, and like open a small restaurant bar, and that's
1: about it. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, We talked about how, well, how where Phoenix should fare. Brooklyn is just loading up on wings. Josh already talked about it a bunch. I mean, they're just stacked. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see what they do this summer. But until then, uh, I'd be surprised if they stayed in the playoff hunt. I mean, I think they're good enough to, but it's just a giant mismatch of guys who have never played together before. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Brooklyn does. Um... I mean, I guess the next trade that we should talk about would be the the Lakers trading Russell Westbrook, and uh, they're finally, finally trading their first round pick in 2027 to Utah in a three-team trade. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt to the Lakers, and Minnesota gets Mike Conley Jr., Juan Toscano-Anderson, Canadian legend Nikhil <laughs> Alexander-Walker, and a bunch of draft picks. So, uh, the Lakers... I, Lakers are getting some good depth. They also traded Thomas Bryant today to the Denver Nuggets for Devon Reed. And they traded Patrick Beverly for Mobamba The the Lakers are like low key assembling a team that we all wish they assembled during the summer. I'm just saying. Some real defenders, some real length, some like some smarts. And actual shooting in Malik Beasley. It's a little strange for the Lakers to be doing something right. It's a late, I think, but it's a little strange.
2: I, I think you know they got a good haul for Westbrook, considering his contract, considering the situation they were in, and the assets they had to give up. To get, obviously, D'Angelo Russell is not going to be the big player like Kyrie could have been for them, but he gives you an increased production, more consistent shooting. He doesn't try to play hero ball at the end of uh, the uh, the game. He does, Russell? in a way, but... Well, he does, but not like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook oh, yeah. just makes boneheaded plays.
0: Well, Russell Westbrook's on the whole nother end of that spectrum. Yeah, yeah so you're improving, you're hard.
2: upgrading though, right? Like you're you're doing less of something that you don't want. So I, I think that's a like a net win. And again, Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt are good players. I think they're gonna help add some depth, give them some versatility if they wanna play actually AD and as the five. Uh, they have other players that can really fill out the roster, and um, they didn't really give up that much. And I do like the move of uh, ultimately getting rid of Pat Bev and bringing in Mo Bamba and Thomas Bryant. Experiment failed, so they just moved on, and they they just upgraded their team within their means, and they didn't give up too much. So I can't blame them. They they took a risk, and I think it's going to pay off. I think they're ultimately going to get into the playoffs that's for sure and if they get the right matchup they can maybe even cause some problems like they have good players um and when you have lebron ad and uh you just need at least one other guy on any other given night to give you like 20 points and you're going to be in the game
0: yeah i'm not as confident they're going to make the playoffs this year um i mean this this trade does give them more flexibility but they basically just reverse engineered what they did in the original Westbrook trade, in that they traded Westbrook or they traded for Westbrook, and they traded, I think, three rotation players for him that actually helped their team, and now they're just reverse engineering it back to what it was before, and they're not getting the same correct. level of players back either. But
1: also correct. They got a
0: pretty good haul, like you said, and they have flexibility too because Russell expires this year, obviously. Um, Vanderbilt hasn't received a second contract yet so they can obviously trade him in the offseason if they need to Beasley's he's on a great contract and he's going to fit great with LeBron he's going to get a lot of open shots and take a lot of them too which he has done so far with Utah so I'm sure that's going to continue um, so it is a good, mm-hmm. f- you know, pretty good fit wise Russell I'm not 100% sure he's going to fit well with LeBron um, but again if he doesn't fit well you can just let him go in the offseason or sign and trade him somewhere else and he has played there before, so maybe there's a certain comfort level. But I've just never been a fan of D'Angelo Russell. And, you know, if they're not going to have cap space in the offseason, like say if they choose to re-sign Hachimura, then um, they can't create a max level slot. Because um, if they do that, they're not going to be able to, do, you know, obviously be able to get a guy like Middleton, for example, in the offseason. Um, or trade for Beal, something like that, something bigger. Um, but for this season... I guess the trade is alright, but I would have just gone for Connolly in that case and just rolled with that, because I think Connolly would be a better fit, and he's a better player than Russell.
2: Yeah, but I think they needed a bit more... Sh- sh- like, Not that Connolly's doesn't give you the same three-point shooting as Russell.
0: I mean, volume-wise, no, but... I mean, Russell has been good overall this year in terms of his shooting. Um, but in a playoff game give me Mike Conley 10 times out of 10 over Russell
2: yeah I think also the the flexibility going into next year like if things somehow do work out they have that flexibility not that Conley's going to get a big contract or anything but Conley's obviously older uh, and I think Russell holds more value if they end up doing that sign and trade if you you as you mentioned but again the Lakers are a better team after the trade deadline than they were before and can't argue with uh, the moves they made considering they uh, they, were, they were kind of handcuffed with Westbrook.
1: This is very correct. Also, um, Mike Conley reunited with Rudy Gobert. That'll be fun. Also, we've been clamoring for Minnesota to get like a veteran point guard to run the show with the ant there. Mike Conley. Is there any more of a savvy veteran point guard than Mike Conley?
0: No, I'm a a a big fan of Mike Conley, (laughs) and he's going to make that team sort of, he's going to make that team work better, because they needed a veteran point guard that just knows how to run an offense in the same mold as Chris Paul, Lowry, those types, and he's not going to get in the way, and I think that he's going to make Anthony Edwards' life easier, just like Chris Paul is going to make Kevin Durant's life even easier, get him easy looks throughout the game, and just, you know, let him expend less energy trying to get these crazy shots
1: off that he's been taking. So <laughs> now all the now all the Timberwolves need to do is uh, trade Cat in the offseason and just let Nas Reed cook. Uh,
0: I'm geez. sort of surprised they didn't cash in on him, too, because if you're going to try to you know,
1: win this year, you would think Nas you'd try to trade a guy like Nas. Yeah, they're not. They're not trying to win this year. They're trying to win like two years. Kat, oh, gosh, my God. Minnesota's winning
2: nothing. Let's
0: if just... you're if you're trading for Rudy Gobert, you're trying to win right away. Come on.
2: Yeah, but clearly that's no, you're trying to
1: win in like two years once Ant's not a second year player. Well come on, man. Is it a second It was just a bad year?
0: trade, but that was their thought process is they're gonna start winning right away. And they might still make yeah. the playoffs, obviously. I would take them over the Lakers to make the playoffs, honestly.
2: Wow. No. Definitely not.
0: We'll see. We can make a little bet if you want. And then neither team's gonna Ooh, make it. Side <laughs> bet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I got a. I got a quick <laughs> All for I nine. got a quick mini stats corner. If you can name Five players from the Lakers roster last year that are out of the league right now.
1: Oh, There's eight. Dwight Howard. That are out of the league? Oh, Dwight Howard, yeah. Damn, this is hard.
2: Uh, They played for the Lakers at some point last year. There's eight guys.
1: I'm blanking. Oh, Mello.
2: Mello. Mm -hmm.
1: Trevor Ariza. That's a good one. How many other old? What other old guys did they have on their team? They just stacked the team with old guys. Must be some centers.
0: Tristan no Thompson, centers. No, it was no. not
1: the Lakers. Tristan. <laughs> you also Tristan Thompson being on ESPN. Oh my is, god! I know. Ugh. Oh god! Brutal. Just sucks. Brutal.
2: Come on, two more guys. All
1: right, Rod, just give it to us. Just give Rajon it. John Rondo. You. We're not getting them. Uh,
2: DJ Augustine.
1: Oh yes, yo DJ Augustine could help it team. <laughs> no. no, no, DJ Augustine could help it Avery, Avery Bradley, I've been backing up my comment. Avery Bradley,
2: <laughs> Kent Bazemore, yes. is that a league? Yeah, and huh. Wayne Ellington. Oh,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Wow, that's uh, that makes sense. All of these guys should <laughs> should not be uh, rotation players. That's the Lakers
2: are in sure. a better position now than they were last year. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh congrats
0: also, you're still in um, the twelfth seed, congrats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're four games out of uh, four. Oh, sorry,
1: thirteenth seed, my bad. <laughs> Russell Westbrook never gonna wear a Utah Jazz jersey, right? No, never. No. Straight straight to. Okay, Ohio. let's call it right now. Where's he going? China. <laughs> We're sticking with for that, <laughs> huh?
2: For some reason I think some <laughs> dumb shit like Charlotte's gonna happen.
1: Oh. No. They're tanking. Charlotte, I mean, that would help them. Tank, I, I would actually. love... You're right. I would, no, Westbrook is not going to help a team tank. He's going to help a team perform and get stats. <laughs> and lose games. He's going to do exactly what he did for Washington like two years That's ago. That's the team. He's going to Washington. He's going to... He's... No, nah, he's going to... Bring him to Chicago, man. Bring him to Chicago. Put him with Levine and DeMar. Oh
2: my god, the spacing...
1: <laughs> yeah. Give me a full chucking team, man. <laughs> Give me it. I want all the chaos. They just lost yeah. the skeleton nets.
2: Oh my god.
1: It's okay, man. Denver lost to Orlando today, so you know stuff happens. <laughs> I guess so. They were Some teams lose. they were missing
0: Bones Highland today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> okay, uh let's move on. Do we want to go hilarious or like semi serious here? Hilarious. You guys pick. Hilarious. Uh, John Wall is going back to Houston after calling it trash. (laughs) Eric Gordon is returning to the L.A. Clippers after what seems to be like two lifetimes of an NBA player. And uh, Luke Kennard is going to Memphis. Who can... I mean, they can actually use his help. So, like... Yeah, Luke Kennard, pretty helpful. But John Wall and Danny Green going to Houston is absolutely hilarious. They're going to both get bought out. John Wall, just... 100%. They're both gone, but... Just the sheer idea of John Wall getting that text, being like, yo, you're going back to Houston, has to be the funniest (laughs) thing that I'm envisioning from today. Like, imagine how mad he must have been when he's like, what the fuck? Imagine going through a shoot-around or, like, you know, a walkthrough in practice, and then you get to the bench, you're, like, chilling, you're having your drink, and someone's like, yo, John, you're, uh, you're going back to Houston. Like, imagine going back to that place that you absolutely, Raj, you got to go back to that crappy ass floor that you guys have been playing on. It's all dusty. I ain't going back. Like, just think of that. Buy me out right now. See? (laughs) Yo, John Wall, I love it. I'm here for the The hilarity. Also, Eric Gordon's going to help the Clippers, but not as funny. Okay, so
0: same scenario. Where's John Wall going or is he going to be in the NBA again? Mm. I don't think he's going to be in the NBA again. This might be it.
1: No. How old is John Wall? He's like 34. I
2: don't know. I I really have no idea where John Uh, Wall ends up.
0: I mean, he's not going to go to a bad team because they're not going to want him anyway because he's a veteran player looking to go onto a team to, to win and you know build up his value a little bit. And he just went to that team and he didn't produce. So... Normally when that happens, a guy like that who's been injured yeah. for a while, hasn't played well and has come back,
1: usually they just fall out of the league. Yep. I send him to Charlotte. Charlotte <laughs> Go to Charlotte. It's Is he the better than Dennis Smith right now? Par- no, but just go to Charlotte. Remember when Tony Parker went to Charlotte for a year and didn't do anything? <laughs> just do yeah, that. Yeah. us go chill. Go chill with MJ, yeah. man. But uh I'll hang out with LaMelo. S- serious serious young?
2: question. Are the Nuggets gonna pick up another ball handler cuz they lost bones
1: I mean I mean they don't really need another ball handler. Yeah, Obviously, mean, well, if Murray
2: honestly. and uh Jokic Between
1: between Murray and between Murray and Jokic on the like as the starters and then Bruce Brown and Ish Smith, I mean, you sort of have enough to okay. get away with it. Bruce Brown's a good yard. Yeah. Mm. Like I know he was used as a center in Brooklyn last year, which made absolutely no <laughs> sense considering dude's 6-4. Like <laughs> but He's a guard. Yeah, yeah, he is a guard. He just constantly talked about how he's a he guard. He just
2: he doesn't seem like a ball handling guard. That's what I meant.
1: It you doesn't. You, know, you just need to get it past the half court line. <laughs> and then the offense runs itself.
2: Yeah. No fair enough. I I think I think the Nuggets will be active in the buyout market. I think they will look to add another piece. If if the right piece comes available.
1: Just just not John Wall or Russell. <laughs> yeah, of of course not. I think Reggie Jackson. Yeah,
2: like a Reggie Jackson, I could see that.
1: I would love Reggie Jackson on the Nuggets. I don't know if Reggie Jackson would love being in Denver. Why not? But, uh. <laughs> Why not, don't know, man? Reggie Jackson wants a rock. <laughs> she just seems like one of those guys that wants a rock the And
2: time. those glasses are going to fog up in the high altitude.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, the one sneaky uh, thing, though, good. with
2: Bones Highland,
0: like, I was looking at a bunch of his numbers, and like, he was on the floor, like, the Nuggets actually struggled. And even when he played with Jokic, he wasn't that good. So even though, you know, he's fun to watch sometimes with his antics and he's a good shooter and everything, but, you know, I guess it's still hard to believe this is the best they could do for him, though. They still have him under team
1: control for th- three years, I think, and he's still 21 years old. He wanted old. out, man. He he wanted out, and if you're going to be a grump in the locker room and kill the vibes of a of a title contender, then I'd get rid of him, too. You sort of have to, right? Like if you're just going to be a bitch all the time in the locker room, then what's the point of having you around? I'm not saying that he's a bitch, but you know. Yeah, but I, I think
2: the the issue is the Nuggets bench is not very good, right? Like like yeah. they literally have Jeff Green, Ish Smith. That's about it. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. D- uh, Does not Bruce Brown start? No. No.
1: He plays a lot of Minnesota. They start Murray. Oh, Murray. Murray okay, Mercy KCP was and, Murray wasn't uh, playing Porter. tonight. Okay. Murray's, yeah, Murray's in. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, our new boy, Thomas Bryant. Uh we've been clamoring for them to get a good, a good backup big. Yeah, but well, he he, Thomas Bryant is a playable player.
2: Yeah, but I think the issue is you 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 really wanted a a big that can pass the ball because like you don't want to have a huge change in style with Bryant coming onto the court. Like it would have been nice if you guys ended up getting Plumlee <clears clears throat> or Hartenstein somehow um just just to help with the continuity of the offense like if Joe Kitcher's is in foul trouble if he needs to take a breather like you're not having to run a completely different offense but it is what it is and the other
0: thing too is like Brian's a turnstile on defense I mean he's not that much better than DeAndre Jordan so
1: (laughs) (laughs) at least he can jump though he can shoot too. yeah exactly better than DeAndre Jordan in both of those aspects. I
0: am disappointed though the Nuggets didn't make another move to get one more wing off the bench cuz you know, Jeff Green's he's all right and he's been in the playoff series and everything like you mentioned. They do have some other guys that have played decently well so far like Chanchar's been okay this year. Uh Brown, Braun, whatever the hell his name is. He's going to be good <laughs> soon, but I don't know if he's ready for the playoffs, but he has played well in the minutes that he has played. But you're not going to rely on a rookie in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, he's a rookie series, obviously, so I mean, they have their top seven, which you may only need seven guys in the playoffs, I guess. But, uh, yeah, their depth is sort of lacking. But on the Clippers' side of things, like they seem to have too many guys, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, they have no point guard. But aside from that, yeah, they have the even more guys. I think yeah. Eric Gordon is going to I mean, he's going to have to. They have no other point guard. And like, straight they up. They literally I mean, have...
2: Yeah, Bones is their only like listed point guard,
1: <laughs> and he's not gonna he's not gonna yeah. start. You can't have Bones and Kawhi out there, man. <laughs> he's, Kawhi's gonna kill him. <laughs> Kawhi would he get like, oh my god! It's so funny when you watch Kawhi with like a chucker. He gets so angry, <laughs> but he's also a robot. So like, how do you know? Yeah, him, yeah. Dude, dude, just so pissed. Um, let's move on. I. Okay, can we talk about this weird Jay Crowder trade that was announced for five second round picks, which just became a thing for the rest of the day? Like, I don't know if Milwaukee was just a trendsetter or if other GMs were looking at this type of exchange, but Jay Crowder goes to Milwaukee from Brooklyn for five second round picks. Which they
2: ended up flipping, actually. So Brooklyn only ended up getting two, and then three of those second round picks went to Indiana
1: along with Jordan Nawara, George Hill, and Sergi Baca, who's about to be waved. Yeah. So, George Hill, going back to Indy. That's fun. Jake uh, Jake Crowder going to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, we know he's been chasing him basically since the offseason, or like as soon as he demanded out. But they finally got their replacement for PJ Tucker from a couple of years ago. Literally what they've been hunting for, right? They've been trying to rebuild that, that one spot, because Bobby Portis ain't it. He's a great player, but he's not that type of like, tough defender that you expect out of Tucker or hopefully Jay Crowder in this situation. I,
0: I hate that Jay Crowder is so overrated on this podcast. Bobby Portis <laughs> is a much better player than Jay Crowder. And Jay yeah. Crowder hasn't played the I'm entire... Not he's, he's not going to make an impact. <clears throat> like, I hate how everyone's like, oh my god, they got Jay Crowder. Like That's going to make a difference. They're not going to play him when it matters.
1: I disagree. Five second round picks. Five. Five.
2: I disagree, Josh. I think they will play him. I think he will be in the rotation. Um, Will he play, like, 35, 40 minutes? No. But against certain matchups, he's another body. He can guard one through four, and Milwaukee probably only needs him to guard, really, like, one through three, one through four max. And Jay Crowder... Has gone to the NBA Finals a few times. He has that experience. <sighs> um, he's played on good teams. And Milwaukee's another good team. It's not like Jay Crowder brings them up to that level. And without them, they were going nowhere. It's just... He's played on good teams. He's made it far. Like, that experience is valuable. And would I have just Grayson Allen in that role? Or should I? would I rather have Grayson Allen and Jay Crowder? I'd rather have both. And that's what Milwaukee did. And they just gave up their second round futures, which, again, is a small price to pay.
0: I'm not saying they shouldn't have made the move. I'm saying the move is not going to work. Because you don't have a guy that hasn't played three quarters of the year just come in and, you know, try to get his conditioning up throughout the rest of the regular season and then be ready for the playoffs and play the P.J. Tucker role. That's just not going to happen. So, you know, hypothetically, this move looks good on paper. But I am just not a believer in Jay Crowder, the whiny crybaby who decided not he didn't want to play this year because he didn't want to come off the bench behind two guys that are way better than him. And now he's gonna come off the bench from Milwaukee.
1: So have fun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's go a little let's do a little hometown cooking. Our boy Yaka Pirtle has come back to Yaka. Toronto in exchange for Ken Uh a twenty twenty four first round. Protected pick and two future seconds. Whatever. Yakapurtle yeah, coming back. And the Raptors I mean, some people thought it would happen. I thought it wouldn't. I didn't think they would do anything. But they have done nothing else. Fred's still there, OG's still there, Gary Trent's still there. Same exact roster, just put in Yakapurtle. Josh, uh let's give you your Raptors time here. What the hell? <sighs> It was a
0: disappointing trade deadline, obviously, with Toronto not making any bigger moves. And I guess they're just going to wait until the off season to potentially, hopefully, sign and trade at least one of
1: these guys oh. in terms of Fred and Gary <laughs> Trent. That's what today was for. Today was all about evaluating what how other teams valued their players.
0: Yeah, that's the one comment oh. that I saw from Masai that you know he might have like thirty, you know, twenty nine other teams that actually want these guys in the off season because you know, needs and different things change come the off season. It's easier to put in picks, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But as a Raptors fan, it obviously is disappointing that we're just going to play out the rest of the year and not really tank and not really make the playoffs. It's just it's an odd direction to go in. Um, Raptors don't tank. I mean, they did the Tampa year. Not Raptors don't tank. They're sort of forced into it, mind you, but still.
1: Yeah, but the but the Toronto Raptors don't tank. The Tampa Raptors. This tank. is true. This is true. They need tickets. Yeah, the Toronto they Raptors. need to don't sell tank. those tickets, yeah. man. I yeah. guess so. The ACC does not tank.
0: But in terms of like a pure
2: value play, it's not
0: bad. It's just you have to make some major moves in the offseason now because I pick has only protected one through six, I believe, the next three years from 2024 up until 2026, which was also pretty disappointing to see. Um, in that, if the Raptors fall off a cliff next year and end up with the seventh pick in the draft, we're going to end up with like a Nick Vucevic, uh, you know, Wendell Carter trade scenario where the other team gets a really high pick in the draft because you guys fucked up. Um, but overall, I, I, I like Jakob on this team. Jesus. It's just you got to figure out the backcourt and also what you're going to do with, uh, you know, Pascal and Scotty because that's, that's a lot of guys
1: that play within the three point yeah. line. You know how they're going to figure it out? Fred's going to leave, and they're going to get a bigger point guard this summer who can shoot consistently. Yeah, Those don't m- grow on juices. trees. No, but they do when you pay them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Name yeah one. I, think, I think they're going to end up losing Fred. They're probably going to do some type of sign-and-trade with Gary Trent or OG. Um, and then they'll end up bringing in one or two
1: backcourt players. Yeah, bring DJ Augustine to this team. <laughs> Show Fred some consistency. Didn't Augustine Might become play for the, the best shooter? He did play for the Raptors for a while. Mm. He was good, <laughs> I think. I don't actually remember. Um, okay. Let's last trade that I want to talk about here. James Wiseman oh, wow. is going to find some playing time in Detroit as their new starting swing, as their new starting center because they gave up on Marvin Bagley already. Um, Sadiq Bey is headed to Atlanta. Gary Payton II goes back to Golden State. World champion Gary Payton II goes back to world to Golden State, and the Portland Trailblazers get again five future second round picks. And my boy Kevin Knox. Before we get into this, I like Kevin Knox from the before
2: we get into this. Let's just go through the Detroit Lions front court. Begley. Jalen Duran, You said the Detroit oh Lions? God, Detroit Pistons. You got Super Bowl on your mind, I know. huh? I, I'm, God I'm hella tired, guys. <laughs> Who's your <her> um, tailback? <laughs> it's uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. <laughs> Him or Alec Burks. But, All right, it's, but it, you have Bagley. You have Jalen Duran, You have Nerl, Nerlens Noel. Isaiah Stewart. And Wiseman. Is he actually going to even get minutes?
1: Wiseman's going to start. They've already come out and said it. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is the part of the year where all these younger teams just play their young guys, and then guys like Nerlens Noel get waived. So, I mean, him starting, I guess, means that Isaiah Stewart's going to the bench, and he's going to play at the four because I can't see Durin going to the bench over uh, Isaiah Stewart. Um, so, Yo, Wiseman and Durin?
1: Jesus, it's quite a large front. He's going to rock out a couple of seven footers. They may not win a game. Almost Corey year. Joseph. <laughs>
2: Killian Hayes in the backcourt. Yo, you know
1: what's hilarious? Their they're over-under was like 30. <laughs> 30 and wow. half. And they're like going to be the worst team in the league. Oh, it's man. looking that way. Well, has, yeah, they are
2: not going to be very good.
1: They're going to be the worst team in the league. Other than like maybe San Antonio. Or yeah, or the Spurs are coming for them. <laughs> Proud uh, owners of 10 straight losses. The San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah, I mean... Okay, aside from... James Wiseman, who's obviously the story of this trade. Sadiq Bey gets a new start in Atlanta. More shooting. Decent defender. So, I mean, they have a logjam at the wings again. I'm not really sure what Atlanta's doing, but I think they're kind of stuck in no man's land while Trey Young is their primary guy. And uh, Gary Payton, back to Golden State. They've been looking for a player exactly like Gary Payton, so that kind
0: of works. It's funny because they could have just traded Wiseman in the offseason, and save
1: themselves five second-round picks, and then just re-sign Gary Payton. Yeah. And not gone through this whole headache. Yeah. yeah. Of being, what, what are they right now, eighth in the, in the West? Yeah, that sounds
0: right. And, you know, it's a good trade overall for Golden State mm-hmm. because they got a guy who they know works in their system, and you know he's going to play yep. 20 to 25 quality minutes for them, play well. So in that sense, you basically trade a player who's not playing for a player who's going to give you good minutes in the playoffs. That's great. Um, But obviously the season hinges on if Steph Curry's weird leg injury um, is going to heal in time for him to play in the playoffs, I guess.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound great. And uh, a bunch of other random trades. I don't think we need to hit all of them, you know? Jalen McDaniels to Philly for uh, Matisse Seibel going to Portland. Svi Mikhailek going to Charlotte. I uh, got Mike Muscala going to the Boston Celtics. That's fun. Justin Jackson gets to go back to Oklahoma City because why He'd not? Muscala leaving o- Muscala leaving OKC is pretty disappointing to be honest. But I don't think he really likes it there.
2: He was the oldest player there by like 10 years. <laughs> no
0: joke. <laughs> man he's, can what, hit threes, though. he's a very good shooter. Yeah, yeah, he man, was shooting the ball shoot. lights
2: out yesterday night. I, I'm sure Boston was watching. they were like, why not?
1: <laughs> why not? Indeed, uh, Dario Saric going to OKC as well. That that one actually caught me up by surprise for Darius Basley. Roger boy, Darius Basley getting another chance. To yeah, it. maybe he'll do well with a point guard like Chris Josh. Ball.
2: Did me so dirty. I will never forget Baisley's name.
1: I really thought
0: well, he was going to break bad. up that oh, year. Oh my he god, he had a couple but good just,
2: games. That was just as bad as your Minnesota is going to be the top seed in the West take. You and Peter both.
1: I mean, I was with you with Darius Baisley too, man. I rode that oh guy my God. all fantasy Fuck year. that shit.
2: And this pod. <laughs> I, 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 kept I have him like almost all now. Year. This is too much for my brain.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. Last thing. Uh, I have my own stats corner. How many second round picks do you think were, tra- were traded today in the league? 34.
0: I mean Josh. three different teams created five, so I'm gonna go with uh, forty two.
1: Thirty-eight.
2: Ooh. Right in the middle.
1: Yeah. Thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, it's been a long day. I think we all deserve some rest. <laughs> I'm uh, just gonna, I'm gonna pour myself a nice stiff drink and enjoy some Milwaukee and L.A. Lakers bet. No. God, I'm just no. going
2: to watch gonna the watch Detroit 19, Lions 18. with uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich.
1: With Bogdan Bogdanovich. Boyan. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Hopefully we all get some I sleep I need tonight. to sleep, man. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Josh, find us on Spotify. Raj, you can hit us up on iTunes. We're on all the major podcast platforms. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Corner Pod. And until next time, peace.